Secrets from a Coach. Thrive and maximise in the evolving workplace. Your weekly podcast with Debbie Green and Laura Thompson. Debs. Hello, Laura. You all right? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, I'm not too bad today. You? A, uh, yeah, I'm good. I'm good now. I Why? mean, compared to how I felt at the start of the week, and thank you so much again for giving me the space to be like Veruca Salt from the, you know, the sport child from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. Thank you so much. I did throw my toys out the pram a little bit. I think I was just feeling a bit overwhelmed, a bit drained and a bit over it, really. And so thank you so much for um, helping me straighten my head out. And um, I don't think I'm alone. I think a lot of people are feeling like that at the moment as the Corona coaster sort of rumbles on. So we called the title of this podcast, Creating Team Spirit and Resilience. So what in your privileged position as a coach, obviously in confidence as always, what are you seeing as some key things right now in terms of morale and resilience and um, people's spirit at the moment? And, And what impact does that have on their commercial performance? So what are you seeing? Yeah, so at the moment it's sort of changed from um where it was at the very beginning where it was like let's get loads of people together on a zoom call and let's get loads of fun things happening and it's sort of moved especially as we've been leading up to going into lockdown um today you can see that people have sort of done i've said i'm over it i'm done with it i don't know what to do next i'm i'm struggling to know how i'm going to manage over the next four weeks even though they know it might come to an end on the 2nd of december um you can see the difference in how people are feeling and what i've noticed has been working with people is that ability for them to sort of have smaller group conversations and just be able to talk I think what's going on for them Um, and definitely a level of uncertainty and again this bit that says well can I go into work you know so they're asking all the same questions but well I did it all right you know the last however months we've been out of it and going into work so what's changed this time so there's there's a lot of more or appears to be a lot more uncertainty um and having to reframe again if you like where their heads at and what their thoughts are around it um and it's it's sort of shifted from that as we you know as I mentioned that big fun let's get everybody on a quiz night let's contact everybody every minute of the day to that actually we need to bring it in a little bit smaller so it's more intimate in the way that people are are having great conversations yeah because I mean I haven't spoken to a single person that has said I know let's get 80 people on a pub quiz again online I mean not a single person I've spoken yeah. to I've spoken to quite a few people this week yeah doing that for their teams because it's just not kind of something that there seems to be much of an appetite for yeah. what in your experience is the difference between having an intimate one-to-one conversation with someone and a kind of one-to-many on a screen and it being mm. a bit like a, you know, a, a, a show. So what in your experience, what does that, how does that benefit us by carving out more opportunities to have one-to-one conversations? Yeah, I think it becomes more personalised. So people can have a more personalised conversation and they build the trust with the, the people they're working with. You know, there's one particular company where we set up really small little groups uh, where they regularly met once a week and had conversations that went all over, you know, covered all sorts of topics, how they were feeling. Because that trust was formed and the bond was formed between them, 
they felt like they had a safe space in which to speak quite openly about what they were feeling. I suppose a bit like you, Lord, you know, the beginning of the week where, mm. you know, you trusted you know, myself and Gailey to have that conversation with you and just went oh, with no <laughs> repercussions. It, you know, that's, that's what I think people are looking out for is to know that as you said, you're not alone. They're not alone yet. They're with some people that they've been with who get them. And I think that's, mm. what's really important. You've got to get the people that you're talking with and and help each other it's like lift each other up and not necessarily run around in the mud with them and all the blur that's going on but just listen I think that's the key and to probably appreciate um that we're all so different and we're all moving through this at different time and um, different so yes time spaces and and everything else that goes with that and that you know just listening I think that's what's key and showing that you care you genuinely care about that individual you can't fix it for them that's the other thing but just to be that you know ear just to go well have you thought about or what Mm. about and and maybe moving them slowly into saying so what do you think you could do or what would you like to do Mm. about that whatever it is they might be sharing with you so that you move it into action so you're moving towards so I guess in terms of actions then the more that team members can seek out opportunities to have one-to-one catch-ups with each other not just teams messaging but actually voice yes seeing each other you know on the on the screen etc and I guess for any leaders of teams out there is what can I do to be able to provide space and time from a team to connect and catch up because that's the benefit of having a team isn't it you know yeah. everyone's individual lives and circumstances may be different but your shared commonality is you've got that same brand name yeah. you've got the same customers or the same challenges you're dealing with and so actually they're a good set of network to tap yes. into to be able to share ideas and share yeah. and exchange and stuff you know, some of the clients work I've been doing this week about just even keep giving people space to catch up with where they've been what they've been up to what have been the highs the lows and the lessons to then actually think right well how can I set myself up well for the next couple of months yes and there's likely to be some tough trading conditions ahead you know etc etc yeah I think we mentioned this on one of the um, workshops that you you did about giving people more responsibility um, to own something that's theirs that they can then work through um, so that they can see themselves progressing so and then they can have that sense of achievement um, and being able to you know give recognition I think leaders if they can see what people are doing and recognize that I think that just builds that um that feeling of yeah um rather than just go oh that geezer's not doing very much I'm not going to speak to them I think that rah-rah moment as you said was the ability to give responsibility to be able to you know celebrate any achievements that people are doing no matter how big or small um but also that bit around you know recognition regularly and then that sense of advancement or action so that people feel they're moving forward and not just stuck I think Mm. that's what leaders can can offer that space I think God, Debs, you got me thinking, of course, because in unprecedented times, we've got to think differently and we've got to be creative. Yes. So I guess there's a real clear link between if you're low energy, low morale, everything feels boring and Groundhog Day, here we go again, but there's no sunshine, <laughs> then <laughs> you're least equipped to come up with great, fresh, funky new ideas to, you know, um, solve problems and create solutions, all that kind of stuff. So what would be some advice you would give to prompt more creativity in yourself or in a team? 
Yeah, that's a good, oh yeah, wow. B, I think that bit that says creating the right environment so that you maybe even have creative thinking time um, as a bit of a topic. Think about, you know, three things that you might want to achieve or do, even over this four week period, you know, what what is it that I want to be able to do so, so that you can have some space to concentrate or just debate, discuss, think about the different ideas that people are coming up with. And I think to be able to create that, little space that enables you to do that so that you can then um, think about what you're seeing, what you're hearing, what you're feeling around what people are saying and what you're saying. I think then you can create that great conversation that enables people to go, oh, okay, I can do that. And maybe have some fun along the way, I think is really important. Yeah, Yeah. you're so right. It's that spark. Because sometimes it's the spark that actually is the bit that creates a whole new energy around a project or a new idea. But if you're feeling a bit drab and it all feels a bit like a damp squib at the moment, you know, using the pun of bonfire night, you know, then actually it's that it's creating that kind of warmth, isn't it? In fact, we came up with a phrase earlier today about it's almost like the screen. If you're having small, intimate catch ups, it's like your campfire. And yes. how can you create or emulate that campfire conversation vibe where you're turning to the person next to you and you're just shooting the breeze, but you feel yeah. safe and warm and bonded. And of course, for centuries, millennia, we've been sitting around campfires in circles to be able yes. to feel safe and warm and protected against the big wide world that's behind us. And yes. it's how we've communicated, isn't it? Otherwise, I'm just looking yeah. at a screen working or looking at a screen watching Netflix. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's not good. Where's and the then spark? you can use- Where is it? Where's the warmth, I think, that you want to create with people so that actually you can just share an experience, you know, which I think is, you know, really key. I know on one of our um, podcasts, we mentioned about our trip to Tromso and, you know, we did that. We sat around a massive, big campfire thing, looking up at the sky at the stars and the black sky obviously in, in Tromso and waiting to see the northern lights and and you just had the great conversations with different people about different things and that's what it was about is creating that intimacy that shared experience that personalized experience I think as well that yeah. you have as a as a great memory and a great thought that it, you know when you're feeling a bit like a damp squib or you're, you know it's not quite going right you can just recall that moment and and just have it in in your mind's eye if you like and just visualize what was that like how did that feel and you know if you've been like a brownie like I have sitting around a campfire you know, you can recall that memory back and and get that sense of camaraderie togetherness but not masses you know not these yeah. mass masses of people but that intimacy I think is really yeah. key because in fact, around a campfire, even if there's 50 people sitting around it, you cannot see or speak to the person the opposite. You can only catch up with a couple of people behind you. So yeah. maybe it might be that rather than the big rah-rah, big team, you know, sort of, um, you know, lots of people, everyone at once, maybe the best thing to do this time round is go small. Yeah. So go small, yeah. set up. I mean, we've been using breakout rooms like Goodens, haven't we, in the we moment? definitely have, yeah. And, and they've uh, just and been a ma- amazing, haven't they, really? With yeah. people. They've loved them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even renaming the breakout rooms and calling them the pub, the kitchen, the lounge. It just then means that it feels a bit less work and a bit more play, which in turn makes you feel more motivated to work then once you've had a bit of a catch up. So maybe the mantra for this in terms of creating team spirit and resilience is go small. (laughs) 
and and uh, uh, you know small is beautiful and all that yes. kind of stuff. And you know you can you can then get um, tougher and more resilient together. Yeah, rather definitely. than just looking at a wall of faces and thinking I haven't spoken yet, but I don't want to say anything because I'm not sure what to say now. Yeah. So um, I think yeah, what three to five people for little gatherings. Yeah, I think that's probably about right. Certainly and the work that I've been doing with smaller groups and some team coaching, that's really worked because, you know, they as we said, they build that intimacy, they build that relationship with each other. They they vibe off their energy as well. So they sort of pick up on, you know, how other people are feeling. But you know, there's always one in the group that will go, okay, what do you want to do about that? It's the so what, you know. So there's always one that will lift the spirits because they happen to be in a good place on that day. So, you know, they're going to bring their energy and their good vibe to that, to that conversation, if you like that. And and it just gives you that sense of togetherness, I think, which is, which is what we, what we, what we love and what we need. And as humans anyway, is a sense of belonging to something. You just got me thinking, actually, of course, and the smaller the conversation group, the more we have a collective responsibility for the quality of that conversation. Definitely. So if there's 30 people chatting away, then I'm just one thirtieth of that. And, you know, I can be sort of somewhat half typing, half listening. If there's three of us, yeah. I'm a third of that quality of conversation. Yeah. It's Good really point. obvious if I'm not contributing to it. So, and of course, once you've contributed to something, you get that return back. You know, it's the energy, I guess. Yes boils down to is that energy and if you feel like yourself or your team are missing out on that energy fire it up go small (laughs) get together in smaller groups yeah because you just have to be involved and engaged when there's less of you in that conversation so it could be you do a big team zoom all together let's say but you put everyone into breakout rooms and what I think we found in our experience is three to five yeah people is a really good um size for a sort of a conversation that's got Mm. enough legs if it's just between two people can be a bit awkward but a third yes. person brings that kind of energy in. Yeah. Um, and I guess it's an opportunity really to to get sort of creative. And what was it someone said to us the other day about you've got to change it up to break it up? Yeah, like amazing. Like it's got a bit samey and a bit Groundhog Day. You've got to change it up to break it up in terms of the monotony. So what would be some advice you would give to someone who is looking to... Um, uh, get more of a team spirit going and change things up. What in your experience have you found people have come back to you after a session and said, Ashley, I put that into practice and it really helps. So what would be some advice that yeah. you give to someone looking to fire things up a bit at the moment? Yeah, definitely. I think it's focusing on the, the little things, as you said, the small things, giving yourself permission to go and be creative in the first place um, and creating the time and the space to enable that for people to do that um, and have a go at something. You know, if you've got, you know, what one thing would you love to learn if you're going to use the next four weeks as a bit of a, um, a, a space in time that says by the end of the four weeks, I want to have learnt or I want to have read. Um, so so turn it into something that you would love to do and you've never tried before um, and get creative with it. You know, so, you know, if it's planting something for next summer, you know, so spring, it's like go out and plot by, you know, get your bulbs in or dig the garden over ready for the bulbs when you can go to the garden centre to get them again. Although I think they might be open still, but anyway, um, if not, order them online and get them in. But it's just that have some fun, you know, plan it in, have some energy behind it and just go, yeah, that's what I would like to know that's different. Three things I, or two things, three things I'd want to do differently or learn or find out about or be curious about, I think is what would help you. So you have something good to focus on that's yours. 
I mean, I'm going to be putting up my Christmas decorations. So, you know, I've got a geezer coming to deliver like 20 boxes at some point and dropping them outside to go, here you go. And then, you know, get creative with your Christmas decks, you know. And, so they, and I've heard a couple of people now, um, that, and, and Lindsay, our colleague, as you know, she's already bought her slimline Christmas tree. So um, <laughs> have some fun, you know, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, as we can tell, we're not doing a sustainability uh, podcast here. (laughs) But I guess it's about then thinking, what is going to sustain me over potentially a bit of a challenging stretch, whether that's trading conditions or your remote working conditions? um, Because those trees that were beautiful and inspiring to look out of my window back in June, July, August are now just piles of dead leaves swirling around every window I look out of. So it's a bit less dispirit, it's a bit more dispiriting than it was previously. You can always put some Christmas lights in them law that's they could make them twinkle and shine maybe that, yeah that is true <laughs> that is true i guess we've got to change it to up to eat something it. creative something fun change yeah. it up to break it up exactly change it up to break it up <laughs> so campfire conversations get the team yeah. huddling together there's nothing like listening to your teammates voice seeing their faces a couple of them at a time you probably like to have a much more intimate enjoyable conversation and the benefit of that is is you'll just feel more motivated to get into work mode yes because um, if if you if you get that play and it's almost like forcing randomness back into your life if it's about to get a bit monotonous so what can i do each day yeah. that just switches it up a little bit i guess to yeah so and if you um, like we do if you can have a laugh along the way then you know even even more better for your own well-being and wellness to like your spirit as we call it yeah absolutely nothing pleases me more than drawing you a rude picture on the zoom whiteboard every now and then debs <laughs> Just to test your drawing, paying attention. Um, right, darling. Well, that was really handy. So thank you very much. And next week, we're going to be looking at how to handle setbacks and convert them to fall forwards. Yes. And how to uh, deal with challenge in a kind of productive, empowered way. So final, what if you were going to set someone a challenge for this week in light of creating team spirit and resilience, what would be the one challenge you would set our listeners? Oh, I would say do something that's going to bring you joy and happiness. Find oh. it lovely as i reach for my flip chart pen a secret stash from march 2020 uh right well um love you see you love soon. you too see you later bye bye secrets from a coach brought to you by debbie green of wishfish and laura thompson of phenomenal training we'd love to hear from you email us at info at wishfish.org.uk